The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. Glory to you. Jesus addressed this parable to those who were convinced of their own righteousness and despised everyone else. Two people went up to the temple area to pray. One was a Pharisee and the other was a tax collector. The Pharisee took up his position and spoke this prayer to himself. O God, I thank you that I'm not like the rest of humanity, greedy, dishonest, adulterous, or even like this tax collector. I fast twice a week and I pay tithes on my whole income. But the tax collector stood off at a distance and would not even raise his eyes to heaven, but beat his breast and prayed, O God, be merciful to me, a sinner. I tell you, the latter went away, went home justified, not the former. For whoever exalts himself will be humbled, and the one who humbles himself will be exalted. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you. My mother is the youngest of seven, and so what that ended up doing while I was growing up was that I had lots of cousins, but I was always the youngest cousin. So we hung around a lot, but I was the youngest. I also had two older brothers, so I was the youngest boy, uh, cousin out of everybody. And so whenever we were hanging out, we'd often play sports or go swimming or do different things or run, and I was always the slowest I was always the smallest, I was always the weakest, and I always felt like as if everyone else, you know, uh, was so much stronger and bigger, and I remember looking up to some of my older cousins thinking they are like the best athletes, the smartest ever, and I would never be as strong as they are. But that kind of comparison was, of course, the comparison of a child, which was inaccurate. It was comparing oranges to apples, because... I was a different age. Uh, I, wasn't, I wasn't supposed to be as strong or as big as them. Uh, but what we do, uh, what we often do as human beings is we compare. In fact, that's kind of how we're raised right away from our beginning is we're, we're taught to distinguish between shapes, right? This is a square. This is a circle. This is a, 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 a star, and right away, at an early age, we're told to distinguish between things of this world. We're, we're also taught to distinguish between good and bad. We compare things. We figure out what's softer, what's harder, what's taller, what's shorter. And all of these are comparisons that we make in our life to be able to take in information in this life. And so it's natural, as a kid, to compare yourself with others, even if it's not a good comparison. And unfortunately, as humans, we often make bad comparisons. With the advent of social media, we have that even more to a greater extreme. Uh, we talk about this with Instagram and Facebook, where everybody puts their, their best face forward. And that's always been the case, right? We've always put our best face forward. We do that when we're in public, when we're with other people. Yeah, family life is great. There's no problems. You know, we post on Facebook and Instagram the best parts of our life. But the reality is that we always have to acknowledge with those around us that that's not their whole life. And so when we compare ourselves to others, 
It's a really bad comparison. In fact, we'll always get it wrong if we compare our life with others, especially when we consider the best of other people's lives and we compare it with the worst of our life. And we look at other people's families or or marriages or school or sports or friends and we compare them and say, wow, I wish that I had it like that. It's always a bad comparison. We're always going to end up wrong in that comparison. And so I just want to acknowledge that, that human beings, as, as humans, we're called, we, we take in this world by comparisons, but we often and almost always get it wrong because we're making bad comparisons. Now, that's one way where we uh, compare the best of other people's lives with the worst of ours, which is wrong. The other way is also, which is what the gospel is talking about, is also wrong, where we say, well, we're better than those other people. Well, at least I don't do that. I do these other things, you know, but at least I'm not as bad as those people. And that's going to put us in a bad comparison always as well. Well, why? Because ultimately, it doesn't matter. Those other people have other things that are going on. And in fact, in some ways, we might be the one with less virtue because we've got it so much easier. Someone who's struggling and trying to make an effort is much more virtuous than someone who just has it easy. And we need to acknowledge that as well. So I would make the argument that instead of making comparisons of a human way, which, again, is our natural disposition, that instead we want to make comparisons. Ultimately, the only comparison that really matters is the comparison between us and Jesus. As Christians, we're called to be little Christ. Christians. And so ultimately, the way in which we become the person that we're meant to be, that God has made us to be, is not to be like somebody else, even the saints. We want to acknowledge that as good as they are and as good of examples that they are for us, we're not meant to be those other saints. We're meant to be ourselves, and we're meant to be fully like Christ, which is living fully alive and living fully as him. Now, Jesus is fully human. But he's also fully divine. So he's got a leg up on us. We also have original sin. We also have concupiscence, which leads us into sin. And so we're never going to make it to be perfect like Jesus. But that's okay. That's a good place to be. Because how does God look upon us in our life and in one another? And I would really encourage us to, instead of looking at the world with comparison to only compare ourselves to Jesus, and then to see everyone else around us the way that God sees everyone else around us. And how does God see everyone else around us? Well, God knows their heart. God knows our heart. He knows how many hairs are on head. He knows what's going on in our life. He knows much more of the story than we even know of ourselves. And so he looks into our heart and he knows what's there. And for us, I think it's always important for us to assume the best in others, right? Not compare the best of ourselves with what they got messed up, but, but to always assume the best. I love this other phrase about the way that God sees the world from the Old Testament. It says, God makes it rain on the good and the bad. Oh. God desires good things for the good, for the good people, and also for the bad people. He doesn't distinguish the good and the blessings that he passes out. 
He makes it rain on the good and the bad. And we ourselves as, as well, when we serve other people and take care of other people, we should also make it rain good things on all that we come into, the good and the bad. We also know that God looks upon each one of us, each sinner, and he actually sees us as sinners so that he might have mercy upon us. That God looks upon us, not of uh, just, he sees us and what we're meant to be, but he sees us where we are and he loves us there. One of my favorite phrases is that Jesus died for us, not while we were perfect, but while we were sinners, okay? He doesn't, he doesn't expect us to be perfect and then he'll love us. He loves us while we're sinners. He also tells us that he came not for the righteous, but for the sinner. Because a healthy person doesn't need a physician, but a sick person does. And the acknowledgement and the reality is, is that all of us are sick. All of us are sick with sin. All of us act in ways that aren't what we're made for. That we believe lies and choose sin in our life. And that we turn away from God and that we're not perfect like Christ yet. But that's what ultimately God desires for us. He desires for us and he's willing to walk through. He's willing to do anything to make that happen. He's willing to suffer and die for us in order to make that happen. He wants to see us. He wants to walk with us. He loves, he doesn't have any favorites because he loves all of us. But I love this other phrase. He also especially hears the cry of the oppressed. He hears the cry of the humble. Those in in that way. And so we ourselves want to be heard by God. We want help by God. If we place ourselves as righteous, as better than other people's, or good enough, then we're like the Pharisee, who even though he lived a good life, there wasn't anything that was particularly bad in the Pharisee other than the fact that he didn't need God. He was good enough. And if we ever get to that place as well, well, then we're not in a very good place. It's actually one of the reasons why sometimes God allows us to fall into sin is to actually, uh, to, to recognize and to knock down our pride, which is one of the most damaging things and is pride is gonna be the thing that keeps us out of heaven, if anything. And so God actually allows us to sometimes sin to learn humility so that we might actually come to him and pray like this tax collector today who knows himself, who knows his sin, who knows his struggle, knows that he's not living the way that God wants him to live, but yet wants to, wants to live as something more. The tax collector hates his life. He doesn't love his sin, but yet he continues to choose it. Um, and God wants him to overcome that sin because sin is always distracting us from who God made us to be. That's what sin is. Uh, Sin isn't some arbitrary thing that the church says is bad. Sin is something that turns us away from the way that God has created us and intends us to be. And God knows us better than we know ourselves. He knows what he has made us for, and he's made us for love. He's made us to love and to live in love, even in the midst of great difficulties in this world. And so I pray that we might not compare ourselves with others as I kind of sillily uh, did uh, as a child, you know, compared myself to others that 
I shouldn't have compared myself to. And we ourselves today, again, hope that we don't make those comparisons to other people, but yet compare ourselves to Jesus Christ. Acknowledge our lacking. Acknowledge our sinfulness. But ultimately make that beautiful prayer that today is rewarded, O God, be merciful to me, a sinner. We do this at two different times in Mass. I'd like to say, well, one of the ways that we can always do this is at the end of the day, kind of traditionally an examination of conscience. It's always a, a healthy and good thing to do. Again, we don't want to beat ourselves so much to say that God doesn't love us because of our sin. Right? That's not it. God loves us in spite of our sin. He loves us uh, even more because of our sin. In fact, where sin abounds, grace abounds all the more. Not so that we might sin, but so that God's grace might work. So we want to acknowledge our sin, not to beat ourselves up, but to approach God with a humble and contrite heart. And we also do two other moments again in Mass. At the beginning of Mass, where we take that moment to examine our conscience and to ask for the Lord's mercy. That's a real moment when we should acknowledge our sins and to say, Lord, yeah, wow, it's been a rough week. I'm really glad that I'm here. I ask for your mercy. I humbly come before you, Lord, be merciful to me, a sinner. We also do it right before receiving communion when we say, um, Lord, I am not worthy that you should enter under my roof, right? I'm not worthy. Lord, I'm a sinner. Lord, I'm not worthy that you should enter under my roof, but only say the word and my soul shall be healed. He's here to want to heal us. He wants to help us, and that's why he gives us the Eucharist. That's why he gives us the sacraments. That's why he gives us revelation. That's why he came and showed and demonstrated the extent of his love. Because if you ever doubt his love for you, just look to the cross. That's how far he's willing to go to love you, to help you always. Not while we're perfect, not after we've figured everything out, but while we're sinners. Let us make this prayer. Oh God, be merciful to me a sinner.